Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Do you have a tradition for the holidays that does not include giving gifts? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What do you do for the holidays in lieu of giving gifts? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk one zero seven one, streaming live at mytalk one zero seven one dot com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer is off. He'll be back later in the week. Holly Roberts and I are taking you to three o'clock. And Holly, uh, this was your question. You're curious if if uh, people do other things for the holidays that don't include the gift giving. Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff out there. If you haven't noticed, girl, (laughs) there is stuff. There's stuff on the planet. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you reach maximum capacity of stuff, right? And I just wanted to take this opportunity to crowdsource and see if people had really cool ideas about non gift giving things that they do with their family over the holidays, or maybe maybe even things that you do with your friends mm-hmm. instead of exchanging gifts. Like, is there something a special gathering that you do? Do you do something special? Do you make things? I I just want to know anything that doesn't have to do with giving gifts. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. I think this is a really good question, especially because, you know, listen, I I have to admit that I am uh, I recognize how very fortunate I am that I have so many of the things that I have wanted, um, and de- I definitely have all that I need, um, and you know, little things that I've wanted along the way. I have a, I have a life that allows me to um, to mostly get those needs met or those, right. those desires met, I should say. And so when I've been tasked with writing a holiday list or a Christmas gift list, I don't like the way that that makes me feel. Well, we talked about this a yeah. couple of weeks ago, Colleen, and we worked through your issue yes. about writing holiday gift yes. lists in as much as that when you write a holiday gift list for some people, that is a way that they can express their gratitude and love for you in Absolutely. a way that feels good to them. But, but what I'm the same learning time, is like, the, well, the reason that I'm putting now what, when you brought up this question about what do you do in lieu of gift giving for holidays? If you have a tradition, by the way, six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one, you're hitting the nail exactly on the head. It's like I have I have things that I don't know what to do with I, there. I have enough stuff. I have enough you know, I have enough things in my life. I have enough cluttery, knickknacky, decorate I've got all that I need right. there. And in and of it, that is just like such an immense privilege. Yes. And at, like, uh, that is just like, of, but, of which I am abundantly aware in, yeah. the, in the telling of this. But that's why I don't like writing a, a list because it feels like I'm asking for more. So I'm always on the lookout for what are ways that we can express our love and care for each other without material objects, mm-hmm. especially around the holidays. Right. I So one of the things that we've kind of taken to, and by the way, call us with your tradition, 651-641-1071. I love the gift of time. Yeah. Meaning in many different ways, whether that means time spent with a person that I care about. Hey, let's go out for a dinner. This is the gift is the time we're spending together or somebody who says, 
I see that you have not a lot of time on your plate. Why don't I sweep in and take care of the kids and let you and your husband go out for dinner or something like that? Like those are things that I've started to ask for is time Mm -hmm. in whatever way we can make that happen. Which makes sense. And right. Taking on time. is Well, yeah, you can't buy it. It's true. You can't get it back. It's true. Um, Let's go to Mary. Mary's on the line. Hi, Mary. Hi. Mary, what do you do for the holidays in lieu of giving gifts? Well, it's not exactly in lieu of, but I have a big, big family, six siblings, and pretty much everyone's paired up. So we draw names and then do a book or a bottle. Okay, say that, a book or a bottle? What's? Yeah, so, you know, if you, you know, if the sibling wants drinks, wine, you buy them a nice bottle of wine. Oh. Or if they're more of a reader, you can buy them a, a book, and then it feels like it's, you know, not super expensive, but... It's kind of practical and fun. It gives you a chance, though, to think about that person, though, rather than just doing no gifts. I love that. Thank you, Mary. Thanks, Mary. I love that. That and then it, you know, she's. It's like defined by a book or a bottle, which both are things that are kind of indulgences. Yeah, and things that people enjoy doing. I guess doing the bottles, uh, doing, doing the bottles, doing books. But you know, it's something yes. that maybe you wouldn't get for yourself, but that feels like an indulgence. That's kind of nice. Totally. Uh, let's go to Sharon. Hi, Sharon. What are uh, what's a tradition that you do for the holidays in lieu of giving gifts? Well, it's still a gift. Oh. But what we used to do with the family is uh, everybody'd write down things that they. Uh, things that they really wanted that nobody would afford, could ever afford, like round trip around the world stuff. And and then it goes all the way down. But coupons is what we do now. For example, um, and I do it for my birthday too. So it's uh, I prepare and serve you a meal at my home. That's what um, I might give or uh or here's one that my boyfriend once gave to me. It's a listening coupon. I will listen to you for up to 20 continuous minutes without interruption. <gasps> wow. Bottom, he put five uses. He actually put five uses. And what, when he does that, then he crosses. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, Sharon, how many, ta- how many uses have you gone through? Three so far. No kidding. <laughs> 20 uninterrupted. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, lots of things. Like, um, what what you do, and I ask for some of these coupons, or they know what bugs me, so then they'll give me a coupon for it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and sometimes you can give a coupon, but it's time. You can give a coupon for going to the zoo together yeah. or for going out for tea. I and they're simple it. things. But what people want is they want really, I don't know, sure you want gifts, but you want to be acknowledged and you just want to have fun with people. That's true. So you can even do sexy coupons. For oh, hey, Sharon. Sharon just took it next level. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thanks, Thank you, Sharon. Sharon. Have a good day. Ooh, you can even do sexy even coupons. Do sexy coupons. Okay. I, I'm here for uh, that 20 minutes uninterrupted. <laughs> of a sexy coupon. I love Woo. it. I love it. Uh, okay, so do you, did you have some ideas? Are there things that you are uh, well, working the, through? Well, one of the things, I, I've seen different suggestions about what people do in lieu of gifts during the holiday seasons. One of the things that I thought was inspiring was ask a person that you like what 
charity they like oh, yeah. and then make a donation in their name. Mm-hmm. We did get a tweet from Katie that says that her husband's family is going to experience-based gifts that allow time together. So going back to your point, Colleen, it's about time together. I mean, the thing, the truth is, if you have your basic needs met in this world, um, there certainly are things that you want beyond that, right? But I mean, I'm a human and I got a case of the gimme gimme's yes, every once every, in a while. You know? does. Yeah. But one thing I think most people are lacking truly is time. Yeah. It's just the, uh, and a lot, the allowing yourself the time to slow down, spend time with the people that you care about, quality time, not time while you're in the same room looking at Twitter together. I'm not I, saying, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, just. <laughs> but it's true. You know, it's one of the things I think I get the most stressed out about is how time just moves very quickly and it's gone and you can't get it back and there's nothing you can do. I'm going to get like in a panic right now, but well, the, that's but, great. But that's, but that's that is, great. I mean, the gift of time in whatever way you're able to do that is, I don't know. I feel like you can get real creative with that. We could all get creative with that. Like Sharon. Like Sharon did. And her sexy, and her sexy coupons. Time coupons. Atta girl. Uh, all right. Now, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, speaking of scrolling through Twitter, mm-hmm. um, Holly had an experience this weekend that um, I think that would give people hives. Mm-hmm. Holly lost her phone. Yeah. yeah. Lost it, but by gone. Yeah. Uh, I want to hear all about what that was like and what you learned from that experience. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Holly Roberts endured a nightmare of epic proportions. I do not want to oversell this, but it was bad. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers off. He'll be back later in the week. Holly and I are here with you till three o'clock today. And Holly. The nightmare that you endured of epic proportions is that on Friday, you lost something very important to you. It was your phone. Actually, it was Wednesday. By Friday, I meant Wednesday, which was virtual (laughs) Friday because it was the day before Thanksgiving. It was Wednesday. (laughs) So that was a long time ago. Uh, How long did you have to suffer without a phone? Uh, That would be about a little over 48 hours. I had no phone. So... Go to leave the house on Wednesday. Uh-huh. If you recall, Wednesday oh, morning, fake Friday morning, was the day after we got all the snow here in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting all my poop in a group, scraping off the car. Da, da, da. My boyfriend helped me out. And I'm like, hey, can you go inside and get my phone? Because I don't have it on me. He's like, I don't know where it is. It was late to work. Tearing the apartment apart. Uh-huh. Looking for the dang phone. Couldn't find it anywhere. Went home. Tore it apart. Meanwhile, all day Wednesday when I was here at work, my mind yep. was just like, I'm like, I have to do everything I can to focus on the fact that I don't have my phone right now and I'm freaking out. So the whole time that you heard me on Wednesday yeah. inside, I was freaking out because I didn't have my phone. Now you might say, well, stupid, go on your iCloud because yep. I have an iPhone yep. and find it. Well, didn't have the toggle on, so I couldn't find my phone mm-hmm. and it was offline. Yeah. So there, I don't know, Colleen, I think that there is a portal to another dimension in my house where the left socks and the iPhones yeah, go because I, I still don't know where that stupid phone is. And finally, I'm like, I can't do it anymore. I went to the T-Mobile store on Black Friday. Uh-huh. 
I mean, that's desperation right there. Let me tell you, they were very gracious, Uh the T-Mobile store, Uh but I had to wait two and a half hours to get my ding-darn phone. Finally got a new phone, but I, Colleen, I went 48 hours without a phone. Okay, so that (gasps) is the experience that I think, you know, listen, on the front end of it, we all go, what? What's the big deal? So you just send out an email to the people that you care about and say, I'm not going to be available by phone, I lost my phone, and then you deal with yourself. But Holly, you lived it. It's not like that, right? No. What I, did you learn from that? This is 2019. People aren't reading their emails <laughs> to let you know that you lost your phone. People aren't checking Facebook. I did put up a post on Facebook because I was like, okay. But I will let you know that I don't use Facebook enough, so the algorithm really stinks, and right. I don't show up in people's accounts anymore. Right. No, I, I learned the following, Colleen, about myself losing my phone for 48 hours is I am completely 100% addicted to my smartphone. Yeah. And you know, what's funny about that. And just to like pull back the curtain, when I think of people that I know who are addicted to their phones, you don't even register to me on that list because we all know the people who any spare moment are standing in a room full of people scrolling through Twitter or playing Candy Crush or whatever. I don't yeah. even know. Do people play Candy Crush no, anymore? I don't think so. Oh, whatever. But we all know we all have those people in our lives. You don't register on that list for me. So to hear you, who I think probably has a relatively healthy relationship with your mobile device, say the words, I am totally addicted to my phone. That's kind of sobering. And I'm not being facetious when I say that I was that I am addicted to my phone. Like this is I actually had physical symptoms when I didn't have my phone. I had like phantom just like phone syndrome (laughs) in as much as I would be sitting there in the living room or I'd be sitting here at work. So I'm sitting here at work on Wednesday having these physical tings in my body looking for my phone. Oh, it's so and it's like and it's, and like, it's not even like that's not even a conscious thought. That's no. your body just reaching for yeah. the technology. Like my body was reaching for the technology. My body was reaching to look for text. My body was reaching for looking on social media. Like I actually had physical withdrawal symptoms from my phone. So I'm here to tell you that going 48 hours on Thanksgiving I didn't have my phone at all. I'm like what do I do with myself now that I don't have my phone? It yeah. was really weird and it was really sad. It was yeah. like it put it all into perspective because, look, a phone is a phone and I went through the motions. If I find the phone, fabulous. We'll figure all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
figure out something to do with it. It's not the end of the world. However, it's that we are so interconnected with our phones. Like I went in and Mm -hmm. told B. Arthur, I'm like, B. Arthur, don't text me over the holiday weekend because I don't don't got a phone. Yeah, I don't have a phone. And it's like, well, what's your problem? And it's like, no, I literally don't have a phone right now. So you have to email me and I may check it once or twice a day. Well, and, And I will say even on my side, I knew you didn't have a phone and there were probably three or four times over the weekend I thought, oh, I got to tell Holly this, but I knew that even if I sent it to you, you weren't going to get it anyway. And so even on the other side of the person who's lost the The technology that they're dependent on, I was dependent on my technology to get in touch with you to tell you about something that you have to find on your technology. Uh, But so it's really just taking the time. It made me take the time. It forced me to take the time to reexamine my relationship with technology, with my smartphone. Okay. So are you going to change anything going forward? No. Okay. (laughs) And I did it. I appreciate your candor. (laughs) No, I got my phone on Friday and it's my shiny new toy. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I don't drop it in the toilet like I've done before or I drop it on the pavement like I've done before or I lose it like I've done before Mm -hmm. because that happens. But I'm like, this is just the, the way that we live in 2019. The way that we have physically rewired our brains to be attached to these devices i'm here to tell you that it is real it is a physical thing we are addicted to social media we are addicted to our phones and the way that we communicate and i don't necessarily know if that's a good thing or if it's a bad thing or it's just the way things are right Right. now like it's one of those things too where it's this is the way that we communicate with each other right. right now in 2019. This is the way that we do things. I'm sure that there were people back in the day who thought using Morse code right. to communicate was offensive mm-hmm. and uh, was just unbecoming to them. Right. I think that was the case with the telephone back in the day yeah. where it was like, this is all sophisticated. Yeah, who I, needs this? Who needs we this? We go from door to door. We call on each other in person. Yeah, I'm going to write a letter and I'm going to yeah. seal it with wax like a sophisticated right. person does. No, and I, you know, I, I think about what would be the, f- what would be the first thing that would, you know, would be a... Um, concern to me if I lost my phone, two things. I don't know phone numbers by heart at all anymore. So even if I borrowed somebody else's phone to call somebody I cared about, I'd be screwed. And secondly, my calendar is in there. Yeah. So maybe just a nice activity or a painful activity. Just notice yeah. the way that you use your phone and notice the way that you feel when you're not using it. Maybe put it in another room and you know, see if you, to, if you, you know, just, melt down. Yeah. I don't know. Just like for me. fun. Just for fun. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags and we're going to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. We've got some celebrities behaving badly that we'd like to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We'll be back later in the week. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. And uh, we have a name that we call these celebrities behaving badly. Holly, what's that name? Debert. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Oh, we haven't uh, had some D-bags in a couple of right? days. Good old-fashioned D-bags. Who's but your... you know what? The D-bags were D-bagging this weekend. Who's hot and fresh in the pile? Uh, I'm calling all the internet trolls out. Yay! Um, And I know that this always feels like a cop-out, but sometimes, seriously, it is just the internet that is the biggest D-bag. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dwayne Wade... On Thanksgiving, he and his wife, Gabrielle Union, by the way, who's had headlines for a number of different reasons, 
CABC. Um, <clears throat> the two of them shared a picture of their family standing on the steps, looking delightful in all of their Thanksgiving uh, splendor. Um, they have a 12 year old son named Zion. And in the picture, uh, Zion is wearing acrylic nails on his hands and a crop top sweatshirt. Okay. And the internet didn't like it. Oh, shut up. Yes, the internet (laughs) was rude. What did the trolls have to say? You know, I'm not even going to give the trolls their due. I'm not even going to say things that they had to say. But obviously, they were calling out uh, the attire of their 12-year-old son. Now, to the anti-D-bag in the story is Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, who, to their credit, basically shut it down and just said, this is ridiculous. Knock it off. Um, you know, they don't. So what Dwayne Wade said, and by the way, for those of you who are not sports uh, ball people, like, Dwayne Wade is an NBA star. He plays basketball. He I plays, believe he plays he, for the Miami Heat. Um, so anyway, so you might be like, are you talking about Dwayne Wayne or, from uh, a different world? And I'm like, no, I'm talking about Dwayne Wade. Or are you talking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson? A different person. Yeah. No, Dwayne Wade married to Gabrielle Union. Anyway, he um, he said, uh, this is what he tweeted on Saturday after he posted this picture of his whole family, including his 12-year-old Zion, who was wearing acrylic nails and a crop top, and people were saying rude stuff about it. Dwayne Wade said, I've seen some post-Thanksgiving hate on social about my family photo. Stupidity is a part of this world we live in, so I get it. But here's the thing. I've been chosen to lead my family, not y'all. So we will continue to be us and support each other with pride, love, and a smile. Uh, And I just love he has said before um, as a parent my only goal is that my kids feel that i see them love them and support them oh that Dwayne way i know parenting Parent. goals yes yes i just i had to love how he uh reacted to the idiots on the internet and trolls are gonna troll and i know that and there's nothing that will stop that kind of behavior yeah but uh i will call out the behavior when i see it i will not give it it's due, but I will applaud the person who um, dealt with it well. And yeah. I think Dwayne Wade did. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. You dealt with the trolls well. Yes. Hmm. Who's your D-bag? Uh, I'm sad about my D-bag, oh, Colleen. I that when that happens, when you feel conflicted. I feel, con- well, I don't feel conflicted about what this person did. I just feel conflicted that I have to call this person the I D-bag because of what they did. I hate that. It's Sir Rod Stewart. Rod, oh, jeez. Rod the Mod. The man who toured with a model train set for years and put he it... did? Oh, you didn't hear about this story? No. Before we get on with Rod Stewart being my D-bag of the day. Sorry, Rod. Rod Stewart, when he was on tour for like years, he used to bring his model train set with him And then he would set it up in the room next to his so that when he was done with his concerts, he could go and work on his model train set. Okay, I love that. (laughs) You know that he had a whole staff on tour that had to put it together just so. Yeah. So, I mean, this was like post 
groupie phase, obviously, because he wasn't bringing uh, people up to his hotel room and like, hey, want to look at my model train? (laughs) He has been spent decades building his model train set. That's actually cool about Rod Stewart. I love that. It's weird and eccentric, and I don't understand the whole model train thing. If you've got any insight, just at me. I will tell you. I don't get it. If Bradley Trainer were a rock star, he'd be that kind of rock star. I'm dead serious. That's not even a... He would have a model train and bring it with him. was the one who told me about Rod Stewart in this model train set. because he admires it. I promise you. I know he does. Well, uh, by the way, if you want to see Rod Stewart's model train layout... It's in the latest issue <laughs> of Railway Modeler Magazine, Stop! Okay. which is a real thing. And it bills itself as uh, Britain's most popular model railway monthly magazine. Okay, Holly, I almost hate that you've already unleashed this because this is the redeeming piece of Rod Stewart. I know. But there's something that makes him a D-bag. What is it? Um, yeah, it's the fact that Rod Stewart felt the need to weigh in. On uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's Uh, Christmas plans with the Queen. Okay. That he had a hot take on that. He said that he's disappointed that Harry and Meghan aren't spending Christmas with the Queen. What does he have to do with that? Thank you, Rod Stewart. Nobody (laughs) asked you about your opinion of the royal family. Actually, uh, maybe the Daily Mail Weekend magazine uh, asked you a little bit about it. But Rod Stewart had this to say. He said... I'm a monarchist. I think the Queen is wonderful, and I know Charles quite well. He's great fun. But he did add that he's a little disappointed that the Duke and Duchess of Sussex won't be joining the Queen for the festive season. I was a little bit disappointed that Harry and Meghan have decided not to spend Christmas with the Queen this year. Rod Stewart added, If I was Harry, I'd think there was plenty of time in the future to have Christmases on my own or with Meghan's mom. Okay, so I, this is just a symptom of a larger problem in this world. Yeah, yeah. Where, um, you know, family systems are interesting, even oh. the monarchy. Oh, yeah. You don't and say. You, it, it is not... Um, and I'm going to say this knowing full well I've stepped in this before myself, and I'm being a huge hypocrite and contradicting myself. But... I, you never know what's actually going on in another person's family. And you, you, if you are only resting on your own perspective, there's no way that you can truly say what you would do. Well, yeah. And that's what bothers me about that. Rod Stewart's inserting himself in the conversation yeah. like that, Colleen, because he goes yes. on to say, Rod Stewart, my D-bag of the day, he said the queen is 93, I flew around the world to be with my mom and dad at Christmas because I knew that they didn't have many left. No. I, listen, and the, good on him. And yeah. g- great work. Slow clap for you. Slow, but, but, like, that's your decision. That's what you, Rod Stewart, decided to do for your family in your situation, in your unique set of circumstances. Right. What Harry and Meghan decide to do, it, I, I am taking an uh, NMB approach to what? that. Not my business. Because it's not. <laughs> well, you know, it's not. They get to make their own decisions. Now, yes, if I were a princess, I would. you better believe I'd be having Christmas with the queen. But I am not a princess. I am faking knowledge of that situation. I think it would be fun to have a royal Christmas. I'm pretty sure Harry's had a lot of them. We're just boobs on the radio. We're not, yeah, we're not what, duchesses what or know? princesses. But at the same time, Megan... Her family is in L.A., mm-hmm. and I bet, being a human being, she might miss 
family members that she doesn't see that often. And, you know, Colleen, you have kids. Uh You have a family. I do. And at certain points in your life and in your kid's life, have you felt that it was important for them to get to know the relatives on your side of the family? Of course. And to get to know the places that you knew when you were growing up. Absolutely. That's what I feel like was happening with Megan. And it's just like, it's totally natural. It's not a snub to the queen because to Harry... Queen is just grandma, mm-hmm. and we don't know what's going on behind the no, scenes. They basically live in her backyard. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, it is, it is. a little pop up there. Yeah. Well, anyways, Rod Stewart given his weird old opinion about this, saying that he's disappointed. Rod Stewart, you're not disappointed. You, you know, don't even care. You don't even care. Thanks for playing like you even. Back to your <laughs> model railroad. Okay. I'm impressed yeah. by the way of his train set. Holy buckets. I just, I'm fascinated by the uh, weird hobbies and lifestyle choices of the rich and famous. Because Rod Stewart isn't the only rock and roll guy who's in the model trains. Neil Young, at one point, I think he practically turned half his house in Santa Cruz, California into a model railway. I don't understand. Like, I'm impressed by them. I think they're cool. Uh I like to watch them for a little bit. Model trains I'm talking about. (laughs) I just don't know that that I don't have that level of commitment to anything in my life. But that's what I'm saying. (laughs) That's why I'm fascinated by by it. Because if you are a legitimate model train aficionado, if this is something or you know somebody in your life that feels passionate about it, send us an email because genuinely, genuinely curious about this hobby that to me is is fascinating and it's like wow oh. how does somebody get into this why are you into yes, this again do you... i don't have that level of commitment to any i barely can finish a book what does it feel like to finish what something? does it feel like to to care that much and have that level of detail i am impressed by that that's by, all by the way rod stewart's uh issue of railway modeler december issue is sold out so if you are looking to get that for somebody on your holiday wish list i wish you the best of luck mm-hmm Interesting. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, Holly and I do have some concerns about some celebrities. Um, we have a concern about Josh Brolin and another one about Billie Eilish. See how we tie all this together. Doorbells. It'll be a surprise for everybody after this on my talk 107. We have some concerns that we would like to talk to you about uh, involving some celebrities. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer's off. Uh, he's still enjoying the uh, leftovers of his Thanksgiving dinner. Holly and I are here with you, and, and we want to talk to you about some celebrities that we're worried about. <laughs> we're worried. You know, I saw this story, Colleen, this morning. Because I wasn't paying attention to celebrity Instagrams that much over the weekend. Well, number one, you didn't have your phone. Yeah. That's another story you can podcast later. (sighs) But I'm really concerned about Josh Brolin, Colleen. I'm really (laughs) concerned, and he shared the reason why I'm concerned about him on social media over the weekend. Okay, well, what, what, is he on drugs? What happened? No, I think that he's living the sober life, doing his thing, making his Marvel money. But Josh Brolin burned his doorbell over the weekend. Oh, no. And I don't mean on his house. Thank you. So, doorbell (laughs) is a euphemism. Um, for, uh, for not the for, front door uh, on our show, but the back, the back door. Yes, yeah. 
Yeah. He burned his back door? He burned his back door, Colleen, because he was doorbell sunning. Oh, we have been trying to caution against this. Now, I will say, uh, for those of you who are like, why would somebody do that? Well, the reason why is because... Uh. This has sort of been gaining popularity, and I, I can't. I think I it started know. on Instagram. It started on Instagram with this guy. So they're, certified they're, health nut. Well, certified health nut. Oh, stole it from. Stole it from this guy. I think his name might be Son of Raw or some. I don't know. Anyway, well, I bet he's raw from the sun. Full <laughs> <laughs> of Vaseline on that. Oh, all right. So this is a thing. This is a trend that. Gained a lot of traction on social media over the past month. And then it really caught some steam, broke some wind. So to speak. So to speak. Last week when this woman showed herself sunning her out in the desert. She's doing happy baby. And she says, because these people think that showing your... Rear to the sun. Rear to the sun. When you let the sun shine where the sun usually doesn't shine, apparently uh, it is a mm, a very, it's like a bullet train (laughs) of vitamin D to the body. Right? That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. I, I, I sometimes. No, I know. I am, I am as disappointed in America as you are. Yeah, and I'm disappointed. I'm concered about Josh Brolin's okay, so celebrity. He did this? What so happened? He did this. So he shared on his Instagram account the picture of that woman who was showing her doorbell to the sun, mm-hmm. and he captioned it with the following. He said, I tried this perineum sunning because that's what they call it, you know, because mm-hmm. we're all sciencey. We're calling it perineum sunning when we know exactly what it is. Yeah. That I've been hearing about, and my suggestion is do not do it as long as I did. He said, my hole is crazy burned, and I was going to spend the day shopping with my family, and instead I'm icing and using aloe and burn creams because of the severity of the pain. I don't know who thought of this stupid stuff, but blank you nonetheless, seriously. Hashtag Black Hole Friday. Hashtag Black Hole Sun. Hashtag Santa Monica Fire Department. Do we think he actually did this? Yeah, I oh think my well, here's the reason why I think Josh Brolin did this. Why he sunned he's just his, weird enough. Why he sunned his bum in the sun mm-hmm. and like where the sun don't shine. It's because Josh Brolin hangs out in the same neighborhood oh. as Certified Health Nut. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like I used to live in that neighborhood and I saw Josh Brolin in that neighborhood yeah. and you see Certified Health Nut. So he's, you know, he's into like being healthy yeah. and like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take care of my body. I'm going to do all these things. And you I know. mean, he looks good. You can tell he's taking care of his bod. But for the love, please just please don't do it. But if you do do it, write an email to the Colleen don't and Bradley do, show. <laughs> please. We want to know. We want to know if you actually did this. We're not saying do it. Please. We're advising we're not endorsing not to, it. No, we are not endorsing it by any means, but Josh Brolin. Ah. Well, also I would, I would definitely uh, recommend not doing it in the cold weather. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, I'm a little frustrated that this has caught so much wind so to speak i saw people posting about it more on social media this this weekend which is what tells me that the it's this is broken through i'm not here for it okay i'm concerned about somebody else who are we concerned about josh brolin one colleen now you're concerned about a celebrity concerned about Billie eilish 
Oh no! Okay, so Billie Eilish, she's seventeen years old. She, th- th- I think it's safe to say this is her year. I mean, she's having a year. She is. She's, um, you know, w- <coughs> yeah. I mean, I'm concerned about it for a number of reasons. <laughs> Today, I'm concerned about her for this reason. Billie Eilish uh, wants us all to know that Drake is really cool, and he's been texting her. Oh no, Drake. Okay, Drake. Ha- We are in pattern town now with Drake Uh because Drake has a habit of sliding into the DMs of young people. And I'm specifically talking about um, Billy Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. (laughs) Did I say Billy Bobby Brown? (laughs) Millie Millie, Millie Millie Bobby Bobby Brown Brown from Stranger Things. Because he was DMing, Drake was DMing Millie Bobby Brown (laughs) early this year. It's his prerogative whether he wants to do it or not, except when it's not okay because Drake, you're like a 30-year-old man and you're DMing teenagers. Stop it. He is 33 years old. And I know you could, if you're going to be a Drake apologist, I get it. You're going to say he's an artist, he's calling out other people that he thinks is talented, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. No, you have people for that. You can't, that just there's something very inappropriate about it and 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 what ends up happening is the young celebrity even though they're also a celebrity and they enjoy a certain amount of fame they are feel anointed by that right because to them nothing there's nothing wrong with a drake texting them well, you think it's cool they think yeah if you're the if you're the underage celebrity you think that's so cool look yeah. i've got drake's attention but now with Drake, it's gotten to be kind of a pattern. And again, I just say he has people to talk through people. You don't need, there's no reason why Drake needs to be at, at a minimum acting like he's friends with these people. Well, take the celebrity out of this conversation. Right. Just just do yes. do that activity. Take all of the celebrity elements out of this conversation. Mm-hmm. A 33-year-old man sending direct messages to a 17-year-old girl yeah. or a 15-year-old girl. Right. Th- just those bare facts. Apply that to anyone. Yeah. Uh, that is just weird. It's problematic. Th- it's problematic. Yes. It's it's creepy. And uh, Drake, you need to maybe reconsider seriously, what you're doing. honestly. And he, you know, she did. She said, like I said, if you are the young person in this story, you will think it's cool that Drake is reaching out to you. Billie Eilish said Drake is the nicest dude I've ever spoken to. I mean, I've only like texted him, but he's so nice. <sighs> like he doesn't need to be nice. You know what I mean? I feel like we need to protect Billie Eilish from Drake. I just want to be like, no, I, this is what I'm saying. I'm concerned about her. Let's circle around her and say, look, it might seem really cool that Drake is DMing you, but it's actually nice. So cool. And uh, yes, if he is indeed you know, intrigued by her talent or wants her to know he likes her music, etc. It is one thing to tweet at her in a public forum and say that or have your people pass on a message or ask her to be part of a tour or whatever. It is quite another to slide into her DMs and text back and forth and and make her feel like that is a f- friendship. Yeah. Because that's just inappropriate. We're concerned. We're concerned. We're concerned about Billy Ash. Concerned about Josh Brolin. 
<sighs> All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are full on in the shopping season. It is now where it's crunch time. Here's the deal. I want you to plead your case. Are you a brick and mortar shopper or are you an online shopper? 651-641-1071. Do you go brick and mortar or do you go online? We'll talk about that after this. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.